Rock and roll McDonald's. Rock and roll McDonald's. Rock and roll McDonald's. Rock and roll McDonald's. Your romantic rights are all that you got. Push them down, son. It's more than just lip. Uh, I was watching the Thousand Pound Sisters, and you can't see it, but hopefully you heard the air quotes uh, before I, I came on the podcast. And I got a real beef because one is 644 pounds, yeah. the other is 290 pounds. Oh, so they're not a thousand pounds. <laughs> not even if you round to the nearest hundred. So they're the 900 pound sisters. That's correct. And it's bullshit. Fuck you, TLC. Well, the, uh, who would allow them to just lie on the airways like this? <laughs> you can't lie on television. Everyone knows that. That's ridiculous. <clears throat> the um, what's the government body that regulates that shit? FCC. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Federal Communications Commission. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah, get them, FCC. Take them down. They're just lying right to the people. I don't think they do. They monitor uh, or they regulate cable. So anything goes on cable. I mean, they don't have like titties out on cable all the time anymore. Then I think you technically could have titties out on just cable. advertisement stuff. Yeah, you know, it's just the people. Uh, the advertisers don't want to pay for the titties. Mm. That's well, like that's well, some stations say shit, but other ones don't say mm. the S word. Or um, at one point, Comedy Central would air the unedited South Park movie after midnight. They're allowed <laughs> to do things like that. <laughs> South Park always seems to get some weird exception for everything. Yeah, because it was making like millions of dollars back then. It was just a money machine. Does it still not make money, hand over fist? I'm sure it does. It just doesn't seem relevant. It hasn't seemed relevant to me for about mm, 20 years. <laughs> the World of Warcraft episode is the last time. Yeah. Even then, it was like. Oh, it was like a nostalgia thing. <laughs> yeah. It was like, oh, that's cool. And then um, I'll never didn't do never feel the need to watch South Park again. You know? <laughs> no, it's got real poignant commentary. It's got like the laziest, like soft libertarian. Both sides are bad, but I don't know why. It's actually just because I'm a lazy person, sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, the I don't the what encapsulates South Park for me is um. They they had to yeah they had to apologize for Man Bear Pig like oh whoops looks like we were wrong about climate change he no doubt you you fucking idiot if you're wrong about something that obvious like fucking think about all the other stupid shit that's in South Park that people base their opinions around no no South Park is my political zeitgeist straight up it is for the several people I've met in real life I they think it's like nuanced I've not really met political in, in real life in a long time but they're definitely there on the internet. Yeah, I just I remember some girl at the bar one time a, Ugh, a few lady. years ago who was just like talking about one of the South Park episodes and how this is like, when, was uh, like when people uh, say what was the the, the quote um, uh, women are are three D and men are, are flat or something like that sometimes they're case. sometimes they're pretty flat uh huh well yeah it's um, you know, a lot of times folk is just folk well yeah it's a Nick Cave quote though it's pretty good yeah she's just like. Um, I just remember being like, yeah, that's um, some real hard-hitting criticism from South Park. And she's like, yeah, I think it is. And they I, had like, a dolphin, huh? Remember that? Was, yeah, it was like when they introduced like the principal who was like an SJ, what they considered an SJW or whatever. And I was like, oh, my God. So whatever. South Park's a joke. You heard it here. You heard it here, like, 14th. Yeah, if you look to it for anything other than, like, 
shitty humor, then you're you're a joke too. It's not Simpsons season two through eight. Or Futurama, the first four seasons. <laughs> the best television show of all time. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Try to prove me wrong. You can't. It is. It is the best TV show of all time. <clears throat> In fact, all my favorite TV shows are animated. That's interesting. <laughs> huh. Except for Twin Gosh. Peaks. <laughs> Well, uh, did you see today that Chet Hanks has announced that it's going to be a white boy summer? I know. I'm excited. I'm a white boy. What's great about it is um, I'm like so tired of being inside and like so ready to just risk it all anyways. That's just all all the encouragement I needed to go crazy this summer. (laughs) Tom Hanks, kid. (laughs) The lesser son of Tom Hanks. (laughs) Yeah, all I needed. Hey, it's going to be white boy summer. And I was like... You know what? I feel you. You're right, man. It is gonna. It's gonna be big time. <laughs> well, I went to the time. zoo today, and I had to wear a mask the entire time. And so I, I think the social justice warriors are winning. Did you have to put on sunscreen? I should have, but I didn't. Oh yeah, I always get sunburned when I go to the zoo. But uh, that's why there's no. Uh, you can't go to the petting zoo close because you can't pet the goats. You can walk by the the petting zoo, and the goats come over and like, "Hey, pet me!" And you're like, "No, sorry, goat. Can't pet you today." Man, those goats are probably pretty depressed. Yeah, because they're used to getting pets. Mm-hmm. And they're used to um, stealing treats. <laughs> and by treats, you mean um, shoelaces and anything they can get maps their, to the zoo. Anything they can get their grubby little lips on, their wiggly lips. Male goats, when they reach maturity, they uh, the muscles in their stomach like atrophy, and then they get those big blown-out stomachs. Why? <laughs> this, is, this is a fact you've said on the podcast before. Yeah, why does that happen? <laughs> also, why are their eyes so weird? Because they're prey animals. Yeah, do other prey animals have eyes like that? Some do. Not cows. Cows have beautiful eyes, beautiful human eyes. Mm-hmm. And horses have evil black eyes. <laughs> <laughs> there was a mule there that I've seen in the past who used to be really friendly, but he did not come and say hello to me today. He's he's uh quarantining i like to think they had a bad experience and he's like nah fuck humans what's that goose that has its own house is she still there oh no i don't think i don't remember seeing it <gasps> what if she died well i mean geese don't live that long oh really i don't think so i thought like maybe you get like a decade out of them yeah but how long has it been there more than a decade probably <laughs> <laughs> what about the gibbon did you see the gibbon on his island i see he wasn't out but i saw the island well, I, I mean, I saw uh, like rats. his lump sleeping. Yeah, but he wasn't running around making noise. Sometimes the howling monkeys too were just sleeping around. They weren't howling. Yeah, sometimes you go there and it's loud as shit because the howling monkeys in the Gibbon are just yelling. You go sit on the bench and watch Gibbon Island, and he's like, "Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa!" My feud with the mandrel continues as they they refuse to look at me in the face. As soon as I look, turn really? look at them, they look they look away. Yeah. <coughs> Last time I was there, I went to go. We went to go check out the mandrels, and there was one dude who like was making eye contact, and he came up to the window part. You know, he can be like, yeah, uh, he came right up to it, turned around, took a shit. <laughs> <laughs> so Judy thought of you. Yeah, I was like, ah, monkeys, they're so crazy. <laughs> mandrels look like they're pretty dangerous. You see their big ass canines. Yeah, they just have uh, scary faces. That's the scary mm. face guy right there. I mean, like, I feel like if I had to, I could take them, but. It'd be a close call. Yeah, and you'd get hurt for sure. Oh, yeah, it wouldn't be easy. But, I mean, I, mean, like, I, ha- yeah. I have to outweigh him by like 100 pounds, so I just got to fall on him. 
Why well, it's like once he gets to jump on you, he gives you one good bite, but that's it for him. Like you're done, Mandrill. You're done. They could definitely take kids though. <laughs> a pack of wild mandrills running mm-hmm. down. It's dangerous shit. All right, well, what do you got to talk about? Uh, white boy summer. Crazy <laughs> white boy <laughs> summer. It's crazy white boy summer. I'm ready. To get... I didn't even watch the the Buck thing. What did he say? Wilds. I just got the highlights. I'm one of those guys that um, only watch or reads the headlines, but when it comes to uh, video clips, I actually read the news articles. Um, not too much. It's only like a minute long. I don't remember what else he said. He's just basically like, hey, you know, real quick, I thought I'd check in. Has anyone else got the feeling that it's going to be like a white boy summer? <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know what? You're right, man. I am feeling that. I hate to tell you this, Kyle, that, uh, but at all coming up on 35, you're no longer classified as a boy, despite what they try to tell Donald Trump Jr. I'm a white man. It's white man summer. That sounds more racist for some reason. Oh, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. White boy summer doesn't sound great, but white man summer sounds even worse. It sounds like the clan's going back. Yeah, well, it's just like, ah, the white man. But the only time, the only time I've heard white boy in my life is usually when someone who's not white and doesn't know me sees me on the street and they go, hey, white boy. <laughs> so like to me, that, that seems fine. But white man's like, ah, white man. Trying to, white man always trying to keep you down. Death to Whitey. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, we get, uh, let's see here. What are we, uh, what's been going on? Oh, yeah, this is more news for nowhere. VHS Colt. Oh, oh, Kyle. No. I am Sean. You're Sean. She's a zoo man, man from the zoo. It's all happening at the zoo. At the zoo. Uh, Resident Evil 25th anniversary. Um, yeah, who cares? Every, I- every fucking person I meet. That there's always some nerd I meet at uh, every job I've worked at for the last year mm. that's uh, uh, way into Resident Evil. Uh, there was a guy who was way into Resident Evil at my last job, but he was actually pretty cool. Impossible. He was also into like smoking weed, um, loving his girlfriend. That's ridiculous. Uh, People like Resident Evil that much don't like liking women. No, he was a pretty normal dude. He just really liked Resident Evil, which is, I mean, probably just oh. the first two. Um, but I, I was just bringing it up because uh, I was thinking about when Resident Evil 2 came out and I was scared of that game, right? <laughs> Are you still scared of it? Well, partially, I was thinking because partially it was like, oh man, it would suck to be eaten alive. All these zombies are nuts. You know, that's what scared I just me. think about death and these old men eating me alive. But like the real fear was the like societal collapse, right? Like they're not being like the, the, the daily oh, I operations. Those days. Ugh. Yeah, but now I was thinking nowadays, like I could see societal collapse like coming down the pike, and I'm like, whatever, seems fine. Fuck it up, man. It's white boy summer. <laughs> so I really have. I mean, usually when I at this point when I think white boy summer, I just think a lot of mass shootings. No, that's not the type of white boys he's talking about. He's talking about <laughs> white boys, a little bit of flavor, not the flavorless crackers. <laughs> I don't think Chet Chet Hanks has a lot of flavor. Again, he's the lesser son of Tom Hanks. Colin Hanks? Yeah, that's right. He's the better son. Think about that for a second. I don't know about that anymore. Chad Hanks is an interesting meme. Colin Hanks was in Orange County. What's he do? Other things. He's married and has a kid and doesn't ever even be in movies or post shit posts on Twitter. <laughs> up to. Nothing. I swear to God, I saw him in something not that long ago. Band of Brothers. Which he got no, it was, that was years of... and years ago. But I tried. He got that job just because of his daddy. What, does that have anything to do with that? It was produced by Steven Spielberg. Oh, and Tom Hanks. God, you're as bad as the kids and my wife. Oh, so yeah, Chad Hanks is better. Colin Hanks is a dork. 
as far as I know. He might be cool as shit, but he doesn't post about it on the internet, so there's no way to know. If it wasn't posted on the internet, then did the tree really fall or something? (laughs) If a bear shits in the wood and it's not posted on the internet, does anybody care? Bigfoot uh, investigators probably care. Like, damn, that's a Bigfoot scat right there. (laughs) Bigfoot loves bears. Do you ever watch the Snyder Cut? Oh, uh, yeah, I was actually going to bring that up. Uh, the kids and I have started to watch the Snyder Cut. Well, yeah, luckily it's in parts, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 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 presented in as one thing, but it's mm. in, like five parts. And so we're up to part five. We, uh, we've we watched the first three hours. Time for the thrilling uh, conclusion. I, I don't I think we got another like 15, 20 minutes for really right into the conclusion here. Um, it's definitely better than the, the Waden version, but, you know, it, it would be hard not to be. Um, mm. Uh, fucking long too long yeah it's too long for me to watch it and like i said if margot robbie's not in it i'm not watching your dumb dc movie um but uh, yeah i've heard it speaking of suicide squad i have heard it's a little bit better than or the the general consensus it seems to be um it's too long for theatrical release but the the studio but the studio basically butchered snyder's movie which sucks because if you think about it, they capitalized on the death of Snyder's daughter and basically remade the whole movie without his consent, which that's that fucking sucks, you know. <laughs> but um, I was thinking just based off the trailers and the clips I've seen and stuff like that and the other Snyder movies. Remember that uh, Buswick Alex Ross comic from the 90s Marvels? Hell yeah, dude. You so, love it. I love it. Everyone loves it. So reverent for superheroes. Yeah. I was thinking that's how Snyder seems to view it with superheroes, too. Like, the, oh, the gods are among us. Oh. oh, I don't know. Even that seems like he's, like, taking a little bit differently, even further than even Marvel. The Marvels did. You know what I mean? Well, Marvels was made specifically um, in response to Alan Moore in the 80s, where the idea of superheroes as fascists was presented. Right. And then uh, most of the Snyder movies are, like, if you want to show someone the idea that superheroes are fascists, you show them the Snyder movies. (laughs) Marvels uh, is uh, maybe not intentionally fascist but it is still like oh these are better than us but the one thing they do handle very well in marvels is uh mutants being considered different from uh the other superpower folk muties dirty muties um I guess we talk, from here we can launch to the fact that i've read all the x-men that are available on uh, marvel unlimited um how was it eh. um x of swords which i hundred uh, it's supposed what? to be pronounced ten of swords <laughs> oh. but it, the title it has an x in it and it's an x-men book so don't put an x in it and then tell me not to pronounce the x you know what i mean um What's it's uh it's uh, it's when the x-men go into um the the plane of fairy to fight apocalypse's first four horsemen and his wife and the four horsemen are his children for the fate of the world it's kind of cool but at the same time like yeah you say know. that they entered the realm of the fae well, it's Otherworld, you know, Marvel's oh. Feywild. Mm, oh, but... You know, with Merlin and... Yeah, shit. why is Apocalypse there? Apocalypse's kids are there. They invaded it mm. to... Uh, you really have to read the book for it to make sense, I guess. But you know what I mean? Yeah, that's the kind of um, too fantastical, corny, rather than campy Marvel stuff that doesn't really interest me, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, Hickman is a little over the top on this shit. 
Yeah. All week I was trying to think of um, how I would make an X-Men movie. Mm Mm-hmm. But I was stuck on like the what if John Waters directed an X Men movie <laughs> called Triple X Men, and I was thinking about what that would be like. But then when I remembered the a lot models, of uh, poop based superpowers, yeah. Well, the, you, the Suicide Squad trailer they got a uh, apparently arm fall off boy is who Nathan Fillion plays, which is just the guy whose arms can come off and you be used as weapons. So, I mean. If that guy can be in a DC movie, then you can make an X Men movie with the guy who just like has like I don't know shit weapons, <laughs> <laughs> shit nunchucks. Maybe instead shit, of shit chucks, yeah, instead of a chain, it'll just be hair connecting. <laughs> well, yeah, that's some John Waters stuff for like you. Like a real, real, really long worm. Mm-hmm. Tapeworm. tapeworm. Yeah, that if it was tapeworm, then it would be able to be variable sizes. Yeah, you know, like uh, Daredevil's pole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a scat based mutant power for you anyhow i re- i reminded myself of marvels at one point and then i was like oh you know what you could probably actually make obviously the um disney and the marvel studios would never make a good x-men movie but you could probably legitimately make a really good x-men movie just because of the concept of how x-men operate and make it like um socially poignant yeah you probably could I yeah. mean, they, I don't know. They try their they try their damnedest with Falcon the Winter Soldier. I mean, we've talked about this a little bit before, but um, I I don't necessarily find the uh, the Marvel movies pro U.S. military, but definitely pro militaristic response. You know what I mean? Like just the fact that uh, that Hawkeye is not like a weird carny uh, with a, a chip on his shoulder that only matches his ego. You know and. Well, that's what I mean. The whole conceit of it's not necessarily Marvel. pro U.S. military, but it's definitely pro military response. You know, well, everything it's just everyone to- is works for the military or is intertwined in the military, is from the military, or you right. know what I mean. It's like I don't know. It's just like fucking it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's dumb. And then like I don't know. Even like Civil War, they couldn't like. Oh, don't push the envelope too much now you know we gotta you know it's just uh i don't know it's fucking dumb it's got no edge to it even it's as no chutzpah yeah it's got nothing it's just fucking merchandising about, uh, and selling american values uh marvels and uh and kurt Busevich. i heard that uh and this might interest you that he's writing an illustrated uh fletcher aerosmith novel mm. Fletcher Aerosmith, isn't that already a comic? Yeah, it's a World War One comic that he wrote. Everything's like a fantasy base, and you know, yeah, World War One, but fantasy. And his name is a uh, guy that makes arrows, guy that makes arrows. <laughs> that's right, arrow guy, arrow guy. Yeah, that's pretty cool, I guess. I don't know, they gotta make it into a movie or what. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> it's gonna be on Disney Plus soundtrack by Aerosmith. Now that's exciting. <laughs> Now that would be booty tight. That'd be booty fucking. That's no crazy. one wants to see that grandma singing. That's crazy white boy summer. That's a crazy white boy right there. It was a crazy white boy. It was a crazy white grandma. Steven Tyler, weird looking dude. What a strange man. Dude looked like a lady. Huh? Gotta, gotta. That's a song about Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> There's an R-rated version of that, apparently. Yeah, she gets her tits out. (laughs) 
Nah, it's just uh, fucking, what's his name? You know, Robin Williams rambling about cocaine and shit, ad-libbing and stuff. <laughs> He's an F-word too much? Yeah, that's why there's an R-rated cut of it. It's completely incoherent. It would still be the same scenes, just with different lines. <laughs> just Pierce Brosnan getting frustrated uh, and storming offset. I'd love to watch that cut, though. <laughs> He's calling kids like pussies and stuff. <laughs> We cry for you, pussy. <laughs> Just trying to make the uh, crew laugh. Ah, good stuff. Ron Williams, what a guy. <laughs> Still no joke over here. Yeah. What a feller. Hairy man. Some men are hairy. Some men are not. Men come in various hairs. Some girls are bigger than others. Da 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 is nice and Shyness can... Stop you from doing all the things in life you want to. There's more in life than books you know, but not much more. Oh shit, <laughs> that reminds me. I saw randomly, I got recommended a trailer for a movie coming out on YouTube. It's a movie based all around the Smiths music. <laughs> 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 and it's not the perks of being a wallflower. The bomb, like, the bomb, the bomb. I'm like, to keep I, us together. I'm glad the Smiths have moved up into the pantheon of, with the Beatles, where they can get some shitty pop musical movies made about them. <laughs> and that's <laughs> just what Paul McCartney always wanted. It takes place in the '80s contemporary period when the Smiths broke up, though, so there won't be anyone in there who's like, "Oh, Morrissey said some weird shit today." <laughs> <laughs> Which is what it would have to be if they said it any yeah. time in the last, like, seven years. You're like, oh, Morrissey's using all those British slurs that I'm not very familiar with. <laughs> what happened to that Irish bloodshed? <laughs> <laughs> He's got an English heart, though, which is... Uh, that's yeah, the, the worst uh, kind of heart. Yeah, that's the detriment, really. <laughs> Irish blood and English uh, fuck everyone else mentality. That's what happens to you. Not like uh, Johnny Rotten, who was, of course, got Irish blood and uh, English. <laughs> Johnny Rotten. It's not like he's a crazy reactionary either. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me worry about Shane McGowan. Like, you know, Shane McGowan took the, the brave man's way out a long time ago where he said, you know, I'm just going to be fucked up the rest of my life. <laughs> I'm just going to drink myself stupid. So, uh-huh. so no one hears my dumb racist beliefs. Mm-hmm. I mean, not just a drink, just a, not just a drink, but also heroin and pills. And, you know what I mean? Couldn't be stopped. He's a party animal. Crazy white boy summer. Be the Shane McGowan you want to be. Hell yeah, that's what I was doing in my 20s. <laughs> yeah, worked out well for you. I mean, my teeth are got ended up pretty bad, so. Uh, well, <laughs> not as bad as it is, though. No, not even close. But <laughs> Shit, I mean, I saw his teeth in his 20s. They were bad then. Mm-hmm. He got new teeth, though. Well, he's got uh, dentures he doesn't wear. Yeah, Sinead helped him out. And some other people. Oh, man. Shane McGowan. I'm going to be sad when he dies, but it's going to be like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. He did. Funny. Yeah, I mean, honestly, every day he's made uh, it. It's, it's just a... Well, I, just, I watched the his birthday... They had like a birthday celebration for him on RTE, not this past Christmas, but the Christmas before. He's still so fucked up. <laughs> He's in a wheelchair now because he got hit by a car and broke his hip and it didn't heal well because, you know, he's fucked up. Because yeah, when you drink, you, yeah. your bones are brittle and you heal poorly. Yeah, so he's in a wheelchair and like he's supposedly not drinking anymore, but he's got to be on 
pills pills or something yeah because he's like talking and like just just drooling no big deal you know <laughs> it's pretty sad but it's also like well that's shame for you you know <laughs> you could still sing as soon as they like popped on like a poke song or a Dubliner song he's ready to go <laughs> That was going to be my question. Because can he still go? Does he still have the pipes? Sing us one of your hits, Shane. <laughs> I mean, like he'll like uh, <laughs> he definitely will like forget words. <laughs> silly old. Uh, yeah, and like kind of slurs way through parts, but like now he can still like kind of sing most of his. Song. I mean, we didn't have a great verse to begin with, so it's not like no. He could just write a song and write a melody. That was that was what Shane McGowan did. <laughs> he was a poet soul. Not a, he's a poet, not a singer. <laughs> Looking at you, Dylan. Speaking of old guys getting hit by cars, though, I guess uh, Tom Savini, special effects icon, he got hit by a car. Uh, yesterday oh yeah, I read today. that. Yeah, he, <laughs> he seemed all right though. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm recovering. Yeah, he's I read like, that. <laughs> another story about Tom Savini a couple days ago. It was not as flattering. Oh. It was about his uh, special effects school and shit. I don't know. I had to, to go back and read it before. Um, I wasn't planning to talk about Tom Savini until you brought him up. Oh, uh, uh, um, Just the gist of it was that sexism held, like, some, and stuff. And no, nah, just like he he signed up. There was like some conference and there's like speakers at his school, right? Mm-hmm. And he tried to get a bunch of people that showed up to give away their artwork to the school. Oh. Um, and like in the middle of the conference, he got a phone call, and instead of leaving, he just walked to the back of the auditorium and took the phone call. Uh, just feel like that. Oh. There's no general like I'm was a Hollywood guy, now I'm a cool douche. I mean, is it he's a Hollywood guy, or is that just you know fucking uh, Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh <laughs> <Yeah>. pro- <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> just, or is he just a guy from Pittsburgh? <laughs> Yeah, it's Pittsburgh. Not I was saying, is it Philadelphia or Pittsburgh? I always get those two confused. Yeah, don't though. <laughs> <laughs> you get hit by both of them. Yeah, one of them's uh, Steel City. That's Pittsburgh. And then the other one's uh, got the Liberty Bell. It's Philadelphia. Yeah, the right? city of brotherly love. <laughs> brotherly love. You know, brother love. Pennsylvania. They're both in that state, though. Yep. Pennsylvania. Him. Appalachians are in there too. Appalachia, Appalachians. That goes all the way up north. That yeah, yeah, off into the ocean. <laughs> no, it's it goes through Pennsylvania. Mm. So they have like the hill folk in Pennsylvania too, then, right? Right. Haven't you ever heard that George? What's his fucking name? Carville. John. John. What the fuck is his name? James Carville. His oh, adage Cajun? about Pennsylvania, yeah, yeah, the fucking raging Cajun. Mm-hmm. Um, Philadelphia or uh, Pennsylvania is Philadelphia and Pittsburgh separated by Alabama. I want to say. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that, but it makes sense because I hear people complain about Pennsylvania, like being real crackery. But then they, but that's also includes Pittsburgh and Pennsylvania and Philadelphia. Oh, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Well, like when you watch it's always sunny in Philadelphia. It's like, hmm, I think I get the vibe of this city. You know, it's not filmed in uh, Philadelphia, and yeah. half, half the cast has never been there. Well, it's just um, Rob McElhenney's from Philadelphia, right? Right. Mm-hmm. I don't think Charlie Day's ever been there. Yeah, technically, <coughs> he created the show. It's his show. Charlie Day's just some guy he knows from LA. From Los Angeles. From Los Angeles, man. 
Los Angeles. I don't know, but they all met in Los Angeles. They're all a bunch of L.A. liberal actors. Liberal actors. Don't actor know yokels. shit about Philadelphia. The only person who knows the truth about Philadelphia is Big Willie Styles. Man, if we need to go back in time and stop him from producing the Willennium, because the Willennium turned out to be pretty bad. <laughs> if we could just figure that out, we'd, we'd save the world so much. Mm, we'd save, n- never be climate change or a pandemic or Ebola or George W. Bush. It's all Trump. damn millennium. He brought it all upon us. Him and his Scientology. Scientology. And then he went ahead and he made the goddamn Suicide Squad. He's not in Suicide Squad. Scott, yeah, it was him and... Oh, the, he was in the first one, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Fuck. Deadshot. Forgot about that. I always forget about there was a Suicide Squad before this one. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they tried to get him in this one. I th- think they did, because I, I want to say I remember Idris Elba was originally just going to re- play Deadshot. Oh, be Deadshot? Yeah. I like that he just chose a random assortment of like the lowest tier characters you could think of, except for King Shark. King Shark's badass, but um, he's got fucking polka dot mans in that shit, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Bloodsport, which is Idris Elba's character. It's like who the fucking javelins in this movie? <laughs> What's cool about that though, and because it's James Gunn, is uh, that means some of the characters are straight up gonna die. Which oh, is cool. Yeah, a lot of them. Half the cast is dead. Yeah, because, I mean, they didn't do that in the first one because it's like, we're building a franchise here, you know? But hey. at least in this one, they can get the concept right where every, like, six issues, a bunch of people die. And then the Suicide Squad changes because that's the whole point is they go on suicide missions. And they're, you know, they can be easily replaced. But in David Ayer's Suicide Squad, only Slipknot gets blown up. <laughs> Shows up yeah. for about two minutes of screen time. <laughs> Rope guy? <laughs> you good at <laughs> Captain Knots tying knots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bitch. Yeah, the trailer looked pretty good. Um, I mean, James Gunn's cool. I uh, complain about Marvel movies. The first guy in oh, Galaxy uh, stands out a little bit better. I watched James the, uh, cool. the the last blockbuster and they had the trauma fell in it. Kaufman. Uh, Lloyd? Kaufman. Uncle Lloyd? Yeah, Uncle Lloyd. Uncle Lloyd. That's cool. What did he have to say? Fuck Blockbuster, I hate it. I got nothing good to say about it. Oh, yeah, he's definitely one of the I love local family-owned business stores kind of guy. That's uh, a lot of people back in the day complaining about Blockbuster. Probably the same way I complain about, like, Disney and Marvel movies. (laughs) Fucking Blockbuster is deciding what the audience can see, which is true. Because if you remember correctly, we didn't go to Blockbuster very often. When we were growing up, we went to the Hollywood video and that other local place because they had a better selection of weird shit. Blockbuster is like, hey, you wanna you wanna get the, the mainstream popcorn bullshit, huh? You wanna watch some goddamn Disney cartoons? The life man cannot remember that local video story we used to go to. Not me either. I've no idea. <laughs> Wasn't it just family video? It might have been. It just I know the sign just said like video. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah, it did hundred percent just said video. video. I wonder if it it didn't seem like um seedy enough to have a porn section, but I wonder if it did. Because usually, you know, those like... Yeah, that's how they stayed open. Yeah. I think it did in the way back, you know what I mean? Yeah. Go, like a, go behind a... Go behind the curtain. Not a, Yeah, well, there's like another like, divider. Yeah, you have to go behind the cum drenched like, curtain. We had no reason to go back there because like... 
it was a sports section and then it was the uh, the porno section yes special interest and yeah. then <laughs> porn uh, man i was like i fucking always wanted to work at video paradise out here <laughs> paradise video sir was that yeah, pretty, yeah. Paradise, yeah the place is fucking grimy i remember just going into the porn section to watch the people c- collect their porns i just go in there to check out what the interesting porn titles there were because this uh, like my entire porn consuming career has been on the internet basically you know so like I'm not I've the only way to familiarize yourself with the the, the real productions that yeah, are still being made. You gotta go in there and be like, oh, they're fucking big black dicks and small Asian chicks part six, huh? Up to six already, huh? Well, they filmed the first three in a day, so yeah. I don't see too many people complaining about that in the porn industry that everything is just basically like amateur now. There's not even storylines anymore. Um, from what i understand it's like all incest porn fucking all instant gratification that's all these goddamn kids care about don't they want a little they want scenarios (laughs) a little art huh i wonder if someone could bring back like high caliber art porn cinema porn i don't know i don't think so Uh, because even like at one point in the 70s there was a like Deep Throat and Behind the Green Door became kind of mainstream. I wonder if you could do that again. Probably not, because movie theaters are like, oh, no, we only uh, play whatever Disney tells us to play. <laughs> movie theaters right now are like, uh, no, I'm sorry, we're going to go to business? Thank you. Hell yeah, I'm glad. Get rid of them. If they're not willing to show my porn- pornographic masterpiece, Triple <laughs> X, man. <laughs> what do you mean? It's got a, it's a problem that I don't have scatological powers. <laughs> That's what <laughs> people want. They're thirsting for it. Morph's gonna be in it, and he's just gonna he's be... just morphing to the Dookies. No, he's morphing morphing to sex toys, and then we'll have uh, Morph POV as he enters into the Jean Grey. So we got to change the names. <laughs> uh, we got change change guy. <laughs> well, Jean Grey is gonna be Jean Splay, obviously. Yeah, well, why would Yeah, and uh, what could Morph be? Hmm. It's, we could call him uh, Dildo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really, really digging deep and using your head. <laughs> the Triple X Men versus the Triple X Avengers. And then Vision will finally be, you know, seeing. <laughs> rock hard. He'll finally be able to take his true form on screen from Dildo Vision. It's just the same thing you do with Morph. Mm hmm. Dildo's flying everywhere and Dookie Chucks. Oh man! <laughs> Remember that game you used to play in the swimming pool, Dookie Man? Vaguely. <laughs> you never want to be the Dookie Man. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Dookie Man. Dookie Man. Oh shit! Look out! Here comes the Dookie Man. If I was gonna make a real ass X Men movie, I'd obviously you started off with like a news broadcast. It'd be like, "Oh, remember and stay for Iron Man." You know, so they'd just be. Fucking the news jacking off, fluffing up Iron Man, the Avengers and shit. Uh-huh. And then after that, it would cut to like, oh, another mutant fucking beating. And then there'd just be a bunch of news footage of mutants being harassed and stuff, right? You know, to set up the juxtaposition of like, hey, this isn't for you bitch ass Avengers. This is X Men. This is the real shit, you know? And then uh, it'd be like Trask, or yeah, Trask having a debate with Charles Xavier in an extended scene. There'd be like the, when, uh, 
Gore Vidal would have like televised debates with people. <laughs> you know, and they have so basically you're just doing the uh the opening from Brian Singer's X Men. Is that how it starts? I haven't seen him. Well, two it decades. starts with it starts with well, uh, Magneto years. in the concentration camp, right? Yeah, I remember that. And then it cuts to the a broadcast with Charles and like the Senate debate, right? Oh, I don't know, but I'm talking about like it's kind of the same idea. I'm just I'm being reductive. Yeah, but uh, but, but I mean it would be filmed differently, and the the uh, actual like um, dialogue would be good. <laughs> and then obviously the villains in it would just be um. Uh, man and the sentinels yeah the sentinels would show up towards the end because there's that shot in marvels right where they show the sentinels like lights beaming all through the city right hunting for mutants i think that'd be that'd look fucking dope in a movie and then you pat out the middle maybe it'll be charles xavier assembling the x-men for the first time or some shit right because he's like we gotta stop all this mutant violence there's only one way to do it mutant violence <laughs> militant <laughs> mutants oh yeah man you wouldn't call him the X-Men anymore. They call him like um something tough. <laughs> Charles Xavier's fighting dudes. <laughs> yeah. Charles Xavier uh, um mutant uh rifle association. <laughs> you know, these are tough. Uh, X-Men sounds pretty tough. It does. You're like, oh X, that's an unknown variable. You have Cyclops in it. He did that shit where, like, oh, his powers activated at school and he accidentally blasted his friend in half. That's badass. He has punch eyes, Kyle. They're not punch laser eyes. beams. He's got punch eyes. No, 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 no. <laughs> yes, that's correct. I, 100% that's right. His no. eyes are punch eyes, not laser beams. No, no, no. He fucking blasts the shit out of people on accident. He's fucking. He punches the shit out of people with his punch eyes. No, 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 no. Them shits is deadly. Yeah, well, like a like a punch for Mike Tyson. <laughs> I mean, the punch for Mike Tyson is pretty deadly. <laughs> Could be, anyways. Or like, I guess, like if it's full blast, like a punch from the Hulk. No, he's got fucking killer eyeballs. Yeah, but they kill with the punch. <laughs> no, they cut through shit. The concussive blasts, and you know it. Nope. Fucking, he accidentally blasts that dude in half. Oh fuck. Angel, it would suck to have Angel in it. He just has wings. <laughs> Gotta be hard on Angel. Mm-hmm. Poor, poor war warning thing. Tenny's gonna cry into his pile of money. Um, Nightcrawler, you gotta, gotta get Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler, honestly, mine is. I always want to have Nightcrawler, Colossus, and uh, uh, Caitlin Pride. Kitty Pride, it'd be cool to have Havoc in it. Havoc rules, man. He has no, one of he's the best he's costumes of all time. Multiple. <laughs> is this leather jacket thing? Oh no, not the '90s puffer coat one. His classic <laughs> black one, which is uh, oh okay, with the weird the one he's basically symbol. had since the puff the, the leather puff jacket. Yeah, when they're like, man, <laughs> that's too '90s. We can't keep doing that. Let's go back to the original OG shit. Have be cool, man. He'd be killing people. Um, Gambit. Gambit in there. He'd be killing people. You just want people to kill people. Now the next men are all militaristic now. You're one of them, aren't you? Those Marvel MCU people. It's a logical extent. <laughs> they would have to fight back against the mainstream society, and the only way to do that, fucking violence. <laughs> That's Magneto's thing, right? Oh, maybe the X-Men would be led by Magneto this time. The M Men. Tight, tight, tight. 
they'll, they'll never Marvel will never make you an X-Men movie though, I guarantee. I don't think of Shrimp, I don't know how you incorporate them into the Marvel universe. Um, I told that's how you do it. You have to put them at odds with the rest. Well, of yeah, the no, hundred percent. But I don't know how you add that in. Like, they have to have been around. F- mutants have to have been around for a while. You know what I mean? Because they can't just be all. Hey, there's mutants and people are upset about them. Uh, since you read all the recent X Men stuff, did you read the part where Cyclops tells Captain America he's complete complicit in the, all the anti mutant shit? Isn't that like from an o- older issue? That's like from oh, four or five years ago. I don't think it's oh. from recent. Yeah, I remember, I vaguely remember reading that. I think it's in the X-Men vs. Avengers shit. Mm. He's like, hey, you piece of shit flag-wearing motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. X-Men rule. We gotta stop talking about this nerd shit. No one's gonna listen to a podcast about nerd shit, except for maybe everyone on the planet, right? <laughs> That's all people were talking about. Yeah, That's really. like, hey, WandaVision, there's gonna be mutants. And now, like, hey, Falcon and Winter Soldier, is gonna be mutants. How are they doing Falcon Winter Soldier? Oh, government cover-up. There's secretly been mutants all along. Shield's yeah, covered up. Right. That's what it is. Shield's yeah. been involved. I mean, here's how, honestly, I don't know. I don't know how you do it, but if you really want to do it, I feel like you use the, the Wanda as, like, the whole House of M shit, and you make the Infinity Stones involved somehow. And then you can just kind of place them back in the universe like they've always been there here's what i would do is uh everyone turns into dildos no you're sitting down you sit down on the couch you fire up disney plus and you're like all right time for falcon and winter soldier episode seven or whatever i don't know what episode they're on i think they're only doing six but fair enough seven the secret episode you start it up Halfway through it, Disney Plus glitches out and crashes. And then randomly, your TV just starts playing uh, the film Lost Highway by David Lynch. <laughs> and then you're like, hey, you know what? <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't care what Captain, Captain Falcon and Winter Soldier have to say. I mean, it would, it'd be great, but <laughs> that's not going to be the world we live in. <laughs> yeah. Also, if, if that did happen, tons of people would get about 10 minutes into Lost Highway and be like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, heavens. I don't know what's going on. Where's Iron Man? <sighs> what if David Lynch made X-Men? Now that would be pretty weird <laughs> as an x-men fan and a david lynch fan i don't think i would like it <laughs> <laughs> that's like uh, the like john waters making a goofy like x-men movie i could totally get behind but like david lynch making a david lynch movie about the x-men that seems like too disparate i don't know <laughs> I, like, Ooh, I don't know about that i feel like it would be a bad x-men movie and a bad david, david lynch, lynch movie. <laughs> yeah huh. interesting to think about though Man, I was um on the internet, on the Twitter, as it were. Why? Sometimes I, I check it in like the morning when I go to to the bathroom. You know, and you wake up in the morning and you Film smoke. Yeah. You smoke your first cigarette, and you're like, "All right, time to go Probably to the bathroom." Um, that's why I went to read Twitter. But someone was on there saying like the millionaires are iconic. And I don't I don't know if you're familiar. The millionaires are not really popular, but yeah, <laughs> a, a all girl electro clash band from like Huntington that got the height of their popularity. I thought was like 2005, 2006, seven, somewhere around there. 
Because at that, I remember going to house parties out here in Arizona when I was friends with a bunch of people on bands and shit. And like the, the they would pl- the millionaires yeah, yeah, would yeah. play shows with like people I knew, and like those girls would just get the house party. I, they weren't bad or anything. They're like pretty cute little electric clash band or whatever. But it's like I thought. No one knew who the fuck they were. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> it turns out they have a following. Yeah, like people. I now, mean, not a big one, but yeah, well, but there's there. people doing like retrospectives on them now, mo- mostly because like Electro Clash in general is kind of making a comeback, and so people are um, exhuming some of like the mid two thousands Electro Clash that kind of died off, like Lady Tron and Millionaires and Peaches and shit. Peaches mm-hmm. didn't die off, but you know. So I don't know. It's just it was weird to see like people from like New York being like, "Yeah, the millionaires are dope," and say, well, "Fucking, you guys, you guys had that shit out there." <laughs> <laughs> I really, <laughs> I don't know. Travel, you know, was. Kyle was, you know, the internet existed back then. They traveled far. Yeah, no, but they were only playing shows in Southern California and Arizona when I knew them. Like legitimately, those Arizona, maybe Las Vegas would be like the furthest they would tour. <laughs> Albuquerque. Yeah. So it was, I was like, damn, that's fucking weird. Obviously, I'm. It seems they had a career that went on longer than like when I was. <laughs> then you were aware of at their their house party days. Yeah. Because those were the early days, I'm sure. But I don't know. I just, I guess, I just never as much. I was even into Electro Clash for like that period too. But like, you just I, never followed their, uh, their yeah, career. I, I just kind of assumed they died off, like um, Broken Side or Chris fucking Donathan, like some of the other like local uh, like scene meme bands, almost. You know what I mean? But I guess not. That's another thing too. The fucking Chris fucking Donathan from the scene had that like uh, first or maybe first or not song as the medic droid, which I thought was just like a joke that everyone in arizona kind of knew about and laughed about apparently that song's like um fucking people know that shit too <laughs> really yeah which i, I don't know <laughs> i don't know man <laughs> so, i don't know this is so the, this is what it's like getting old <laughs> <laughs> people what are you fellas talking about there you young fellas <laughs> there's like one time i was at a house party probably around the same time period actually and uh people were um quoting old greg from the mighty boosh and i was like oh shit you guys like the mighty boosh too and they're like what and they just knew old greg from youtube videos right <laughs> that's the fucking annoying as shit and it's like oh damn what so that's that's how i feel now it's like oh damn you <laughs> you know uh you know the million oh no i just watched a youtube retrospective about <laughs> about electric clashes what the fuck <laughs> let's get fucked up give me my alcohol also <laughs> you watched mighty boosh what <laughs> They talked like mad shit in their songs, like they were getting fucked up all the time, partying hard. Maybe like my my concept of partying hard was skewed because I was already like burgeoning alcoholic, doing lots of drugs at the time. But I don't remember them partying as hard as everybody else. <laughs> they didn't party that hard. You yeah, know, Kyle, I tell you, I mean, this, sometimes people get up on stage and they do like a like an act. Oh uh, well, they they didn't party that hard. They had big hair though. That's dope. Big scene hair. Old days. All bad days, all or nothing days. <laughs> the good and the bad and the, the too much to have. The dog days. The white boys. <laughs> Crazy white boys. Hey, it's me, President Joe Biden, telling you all to have a good white boy summer. It's me, well, hey, Joe Biden. Well, I, 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 I know over here. Hey, hey. 
Remember when, when, I, when I fell down the stairs of the Air Force One? That's because I was fucked up because it's White Boy Summer. Yeah, I don't want no loss in you. <laughs> I was fucked up on a fader aid. You know what fader aid is? Take a gator aid, drink it down to the, the to the line, the fold, the fold we called it. And you pour vodka in the rest. And then you shake it up. You got a fader aid. Take that shit on the river. Oh, my favorite's pop offs. It's cheap, but it's delicious. It's a fader. Get your fader. Get two couple fader aids in you. You go down the river. You get to the end. You're falling in the like, rocks. Oh shit! There's poop and pee everywhere. <laughs> oh, is that a dead body? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You're not worried about that shit. You're drunk as fuck. But then when you get out on the end, you don't realize how drunk you've been because you've just been sitting in the sun, right, floating along. You're like, oh Freaking, shit! I can't walk. Yeah, you're like, oh shit! Am I gonna die at the end here? Because where you get out, the current's like pretty strong. And if you're like fucked up, it's like, oh shit, I just gotta stand here and wait till I can walk. Good times, man. The river, that's the good spot to that's a good spot to have a crazy white boy summer. <laughs> I bet it's closed for this crazy white boy summer for because of the COVIDs. Yeah, right, Arizona. We're opening it up. I'm getting vaccinated this Wednesday. I just went to the zoo today and I wore a mask the entire time. I'm getting vaccinated this Wednesday, then I gotta wait three more weeks to get another shot, and then I gotta wait two more weeks. To supposedly be vaccinated, right? And then after that, probably still wear a mask. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy white boy summer. Crazy white boy summer. But I will be giving out mustache rides. <laughs> Don't need a mask for that. Well, it actually would hurt. It would hinder mm-hmm. the ride. Well, yeah, you wouldn't be able to get the job done if you're wearing a mask. You just have to um, imagine and like send sexual thoughts to your partner using um sounds like bullshit tele tele not telekinesis when you move shit it's just telepathy yeah telepathy <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ I'm I sure I'm gonna mentally move the clitoris yeah I, well i guess that could work yeah you, there you go man now you hey your triple x-men just got crazy i sure did <laughs> Gene Slade be like, hell yeah, I can jack off all of you with no hands right now. And she does. And herself at the same time. That's a mutual okay. And then she's right? like, fuck yeah, it. Eat so your heart out, Stephen King. He's like, that's right, I'm in the top 1% of OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, you deserve it. I believe is that, is that the? I don't know if about OnlyFans. Is that the only people that make money is the, the top 1%? Yeah, just like real life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Damn, uh, I guess my plan is to start OnlyFans again. Da-na-na-na-na. There's a lot of dudes that have OnlyFans. But, um, do they make any fucking money? Probably some of them do. But yeah, you got to be in like, they, they are like fucking cut up. Like, you got to be in pretty good shape, it seems like. Nah, no, I'm going to go for that prime dad body. I'll never see explicit dick pics from them, though. So I don't know if you also got to have a big dick, but probably at least, at least like a good looking dick, you know? I got a handsome dick. It's not real, a weird one. It's a, it's a real pretty one. <laughs> not a weird one, you know? <laughs> like when the, the glands got, are too it's big. Got, it's got a middle part. The glands are too big and the shaft's too narrow. That's always a weird one to see in porn. <laughs> You're like, huh? See, that one really looks like a mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be some somewhat famous porn star that has a dick like that because I swear I see that same very mushroom looking dick pop up pretty not every once in a while, you know, I'm like, Hmm, it's gotta be that same guy. <laughs> his name is Peter Tumaloo. 
Peter O'Toole. <laughs> no, not that one. The renowned actor and drinker. Uh, well, he's mostly famous for his drinking, though. What is it? Him and Richard Harris were um, drinking buddies. There's a lot of crazy stories about them drinking. Dumbledore? Yep. The sporting life is, I'm sure the sporting life is what you'd like to be known for, not the Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> the sporting life. Whoa. No, not the December song. Oh, the I'm film sorry. about rugby. Ugh. It's a good movie. Check it out. No. Check it out. I think maybe wow. I'm gonna start getting back in, getting back into watching classic films. Be insufferable about that. <laughs> well, you're insufferable about a lot of other things. You mm-hmm. may as well. May as well. We're Sunset Boulevard, huh? Doesn't get better than that one, eh, dames? <laughs> Who? Call me, call me on my rotary phone. <laughs> All right. Um, you ready for some spooky stuff? Am I ever? Um, more on the matter of weird phone calls, men in black, and strange characters. <laughs> it's like a title from a book from the 1840s. Um, in an article a few days ago, I focused on the matter of people in ufology. 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 <laughs> it, it is ufology, is what it is. Uh, having weird experiences with their phones. Uh, just to summarize, recap the first article. Um, it was really shitty. It was like one lady getting prank calls and then didn't really have very much to do with UFOs. She just happened to be someone who was in UFOs and was getting prank calls. So I didn't read through this article yet. Yeah, the aliens kept asking me if the refrigerator was running, telling me to catch it. And they asked if I had Prince Albert in the can. They asked me what color panties I was wearing and how long I'd been wearing them. I let my fingers do the walking. Turning black, and I've had them on for seven days. To find out who I am, talker. I'm talking. This is a cramps song, right? I don't wear panties. I don't know what you're talking about. The cramps, Lux Interior Prison. I don't know the cramps either. The only cramps cramps I know are the stomach cramps I constantly have. Cooking up poop soup. Anyhow, the author thought that today I would expand on Claudia's encounters to make it clear that her run-in I described a few days ago wasn't a one-off situation. (laughs) <laughs> they kept calling back. <laughs> Long-time ufologist Timothy Green Buckley. That's too many names. <laughs> decided to call Claudia the MIB lady. What? It's All fair right. to say it's an apt title. Is it? I'll be the judge of that. In the late 70s, I was. this is Claudia now. <laughs> In the late 70s, I was married and my husband was a police officer who worked nights. Being alone and bored, a lot of us heavily into reading of the paranormal through my massive little library. Is, in, like, is it Blanche from the Golden Girls? Is that the <laughs> yeah. I was then reading phone calls from the dead by Scott Rogo. The gist was that when someone died, they could call you, and the book gave me many instances of this happening. One famous person it happened to was the late actress Ida Lupino. Her father, London stage actor Stanley. Supposedly called him from beyond the grave. <laughs> it was eerie reading, believe me. Uh, I, you, this is a audio medium, not visual, so you can't see how much I'm shaking my body to do the voice. <laughs> oh, I got the vapors. Uh, Cloudy continued, one night I was in bed reading the book, and I snapped out, snapped on the AM radio. Oh, oh Rose, please, let's go. <laughs> the aliens are here again. Oh. 
on the AM radio on my night table, and the show was WGY's talk show, and they were interviewing UFO abductee Betty Hill. Oh, Betty Hill, famously of the Betty and Barney Hill abduction, one of the very first <laughs> alien abductions that were widely publicized. I'm more familiar with the Betty and uh, Barney, Barney Rubble, Rubble abductions. Yeah. Do you think the Flintstones are named after Betty and Barney Hill? Oh, that's kind wow. of weird. Wow. Hey. That's kind of strange. That's kind of strange. That's a little strange. Hey, Dorothy, write that down. Excuse me, the vipers. Uh, she said she had a lot of phone interference after seeing the UFO with her husband, Barney. The UFOs? Hulks, the Incredible Hulks, uh, old nemesis. Yeah, Wendigo and... Um, I think Wendigo's a UFO, isn't it? It's that electric dude and like the, the other guy, the guy who looks like dudes. Wendigo, but is uh, electric. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of interference after seeing the UFO. Static, that sort of thing. I was very nervous that night listening to it and imagining my phone would ring. Imagine my shock when it did ring. Ah! This would have been around ah! 9 p.m. at night. The uh, Not quite the witching hour. <laughs> Well, I mean, when you're a little bit older, the witch you are is a little bit earlier than that. <laughs> this is like the primetime cable hour. ER is on at 9 p.m., I believe. Uh, all I could hear was static. Ah! Like I said, I was heavily into reading anything about UFOs. I was what? Before my tragic TV repair accident. Bermuda Triangle, etc. And I think my fear triggered the call. I mean, I think fear attracts these entity entities. And they were having, as John Lennon would say, a laugh on yours truly. Yeah, famously, John Lennon invented that term for <laughs> Second incident. I was a gal who liked to go out on weekends, as anyone would in the early 20s. <laughs> it's just me and Sophie. And <laughs> I was dating Denny Cunningham. <laughs> that sounds like a fucking archie ass name is that. It's me, Denny Cunningham. Hey, I'm, hey, uh, I'm Denny Cunningham. I'm the, blind here. I'm the captain of the polo team. <laughs> Co-captain. <laughs> I tie my sweater around my shoulders. In case there's a breeze. Two, and I also one around my waist. Whoa, two sweater. Man, he is rich. Uh, Danny worked at the Postal Service before getting on at the Albany, New York Police. Why would you go from the Postal Service to the police? Oh, no shit. Postal Service is a way better job. No one's shooting at you there. And you don't have a chance of shooting at anybody else. Except for people going postal. What year is this? Um, I don't know actually, but this might have been around the time period when that was happening. I don't know. This is uh, so going postal. One of my favorite Terry Pratchett novels. Uh, you know, they think it was directly tied to those um, postal machines they were trying to make people use at the time, or they think there's some correlation like, because you had to basically. You know how everyone complains about Amazon now, how like everything you do is tracked and there's links yeah, yeah. to it. But so in the mid to mid seventies or so, they introduced these like postal tracking machines that you had to constantly monitor as you were sorting the post of the post office. And they think there's some correlation with the, the rise of like postal shootings that took place in the late seventies. Yeah, well, have fun, the, Amazon. Yeah, the machine made people crazy. <laughs> um, I would drive in from my parents' home in Glenmont to Albany and meet him. This is probably Albany, in New York, right? Yeah, I don't think. I don't think it's area. Yeah, I don't know Glenmont. So, uh, just usually for a chat and to watch Johnny Carson's Tonight Show together at his parents' home. Also, the, this they don't mention the Zodiac at all, so <laughs> can't be the Bay Area <laughs> in the seventies. Uh, Claudia said on Fridays and Saturdays, my parents. Would, I don't. Oh, oh my god, they'd go out to meet another couple for dinner and drinks and not return until sometimes two to three a.m. They're all just fucking swinging. 
Uh, now when you leave Albany and en route to my house, you go down what used to be a very rural road. Now it's all built up in the late 60s. It was very desolate. You had to pass a huge Catholic cemetery. And when you pulled in my driveway, there was and is a field with high weeds. I always imagine that someone could be waiting for me and do something. Yeah, it just awful. does not even sound like Albany, California in the 60s for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a, <coughs> it wasn't too rural. Um, I've always had a very vivid imagination. I did have an incident where a man followed me home one night and pulled the pen knife out of his pocket after I pulled in the driveway. He was trying to run me off the road. It was terrifying. Yeah, that's freaking pretty intense. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to run me off the road. He drove home. He's like, I got a pen knife. I'm going to get you. This happened after the incident. 100% if some dude runs me off the road, I'm not driving home to my house. Well, you're going to drive to the police? Mm, no, someone else's house. Someone I don't know. Like Do you, ever hear that? you remember that story Michelle told when they, she was like, I don't know, like 19 or 20? Maybe a little bit older than this. And they were followed by some dude on the way home. And uh, because they knew, because someone in the car was part of the fire department they went to the fire station mm-hmm. yeah. i kind of forgot about that yeah but now i do remember that but what's um interesting about that and shitty now that i think about it in retrospective retrospect is i remember being like 19 20 21 driving around smoking blunts drinking 40s and uh just deciding to follow people and scare them yeah i mean it's not a good thing to do i'm not proud of it or whatever but i I was i was a punk kid and i had a bunch of punk friends so yeah so i mean couldn't (laughs) worst case scenario is just a bunch of dumb punks in their car i feel like that's not worst case scenario (laughs) i mean i guess best case scenario (laughs) yeah Anyways, this happened after the incident I will now tell you about. To return to the subject at hand, between the fear of breaking down in front of the cemetery and the field next to the house, I was always very nervous. I ran into the house, dreading the fact that it would be dark and I'd be alone. No one was home but us chickens, as my grandmother used to say. She's Your grandmother's not the only person who says that. <laughs> you got a lot of things like, ah, John, into this. My grandma uh, said that. <laughs> I ascribe common phrases to specific people. I immediately turned on the light on the mantle and retired to my bedroom, heart beating heavily to await my parents' return. I had no sooner gone to my bedroom than my brand new pink rotary phone with a private unlisted number I had just gotten. Free as it happens, compliments of my employer, nor New York Telephone Go company. Around, holy shit, what a sense. <laughs> uh, Denny never called out late because he was a coward. You can tell by his name, Denny. <laughs> <laughs> You never called to see if I made it home or anything. She ended up marrying this guy. I like to think that uh, he was seeing some other dame on the side. Denny? Yeah. <laughs> Denny's a real ladies' man. Three people had the number. Dennis, his sister, and my friend Anne. I had just gotten the phone. No one had my number, okay? Sounds like his sister's boyfriend's a real shithole. A man with a guttural and threatening voice said very emphatically, Claudia, I see you just got home. Do you know what I'm going to do with you? I'm coming over now. And hung up. I thought I'd absolutely die on the spot. <laughs> oh, aliens. <laughs> I heard a car pull in the driveway as I was planning to run out through the cellar uh, to escape. And it was my parents. Thank the good Lord. Whoa. So, so, so far, these some pretty scary stories, huh? I mean, that's kind of scary. Like, you get home and someone calls you on the phone. 
that no one else is supposed to have. And like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably rape you. See you in a bit. That's kind of scary, you know. That's why you get a. That's why you get a big dog. Man, these are the same stories I read in the other article. He just straight up reprinted the same shit. <laughs> you know. God damn! I'm glad. Cryptozoic journalism is not what it used to be. I'm glad I had a backup, um, uh, a spooky article for you. Jeez. We're getting rid of Blanche. We're getting rid of the Golden Girls. The classified details of 2019 encounter where Navy destroyers were swarmed by UFOs over two days near Los Angeles. Oh, is this the, the pill-shaped ones? Tic Tacs, you mean? Whatever. Is a Tic Tac not pill-shaped? Yeah, but they're specifically, us UFOlogists refer to them as Tic Tacs. <laughs> all right? <laughs> us ones in the know. <laughs> Sorry, Professor. The USS Kid was just west of San Clemente Island around 9.58 at night when the first two orbs of light appeared in the air over the Navy destroyer. Leadership aboard the Kid immediately deployed what's referred to as a Snoopy team. They sent out a bunch of beagles. <laughs> oh, bother. A group of trained crew members who carry handheld digital cameras to collect visual evidence of enemy encounters. Man, fuck <laughs> We spend how much money on the military? <laughs> you don't get out know. there and film, ghost hunters. Do you got your uh, your EMG V meters? Turn on that app on your phone that lets us talk to ghosts. See if there's any ghosts on the deck. Flick the lights on and off, and then yell at them a bunch. <laughs> the Snippy team took to the deck and began recording what they could. What they could. Visibility was very low, less than a nautical mile at night. Come come on, you gotta tell me. You, you tell me the Navy does not have better cameras than I do on my goddamn iPhone. They're probably something filming like, it with an iPhone, something like an infrared. I mean, who knows what they're filming it with? We just have th- this. <laughs> the uh, video and shit is all still classified. So all we got is the report. Oh, specified the following was pulled from declassified deck logs from the USS Kid, USS Rafael Peralta, USS John Finn, and USS Russell that were re- released as a result of an investigation and multiple Freedom of Information Act requests from the drive. The drive. The drive. Um, nautical mile at night, but nevertheless, with the USS Kid and several other Navy ships in the air witnessed over the next 90 minutes, was mind bendingly weird. USS Kid went to a condition known as River City One to enhance both operational security and survivability. River City it was, isn't that the River City Rampage? Yeah. <laughs> uh, onward, onboard sensors were put on high alert as the ship's Snoopy team roved the deck, operating their handheld cameras. They warned the nearby USS Rafael Peralta and John Finn of the situation: two shapeless drones or unmanned flying vehicles (UAVs) were hovering in restricted airspace nearby their ship, matching their speed as they cruised along the open ocean. USS John Finn confirmed that they were witnessing similar activity near their ship. Then, things got exponentially weirder. Oh, wow. All right, 11.23. The USS Kid reported that one of the orbs of light had moved directly over the ship and was hovering perfectly still still over the onboard helipad. (gasps) The object was not only matching... trying to steal a helicopter. The object was not only matching the battleship's speed of 16 knots, 18.4 miles per hour. Thank you. But it was doing so in extremely poor visibility, a maneuver that would be tough for any pilot. <gasps> but not an alien pilot. By this point, the ship's encounter with these UAVs had lasted over 90 minutes. 
and then the object disappears. Or did they? The following night on July 16th, one of the other destroyers in the area, the Rafael Peralta, again spotted objects in the sky around 8.39 p.m. and deployed their own Snoopy team. (laughs) Within half an hour, the USS Kid also encountered objects for their second time. And oh by man, nine, how many are there now? It's four, 15, 17, 12? I think it's like seven or something at this point. Mm, okay. By 920, the USS Kid logs multiple UAVs around the ship. By 940, the Rafael Peralta had recorded four more such objects surrounding their ship. It's good to know that you can just fly an, uh, an unidentified drone up to a U.S. Navy battleship and not face any consequences. Then at 10.15, the USS Russell, another nearby destroyer, was quite literally swarmed by the mysterious lights. Their deck logs indicate that they spotted seven different objects appearing, dropping in elevation, and moving forward and backward and left and right, flying all around their ship for the next 45 minutes. Left, right, circles, twirling, always twirling! Uh, The USS Rafael Peralta contacted the only nearby suspect at the time, a Carnival cruise ship. (laughs) <laughs> what are you guys what are you dicks doing flying drones or <laughs> uh, they confirmed that not only did the objects not belong to them <coughs> but they too could see five or six of these objects from their vantage point yeah we got these weird shits too but i am drunk at eleven fifty-one, after a nearly three hour encounter with these mysterious lights the uss russell reported its final sighting then the objects disappeared for good naturally such a high-profile event with so much evidence and so many witnesses initiated a full-scale military investigation that involved the Navy, the Air Force, the FBI, and other agencies. According to emails released to the drive, the investigation found no answers. Every avenue they pursued resulted in a dead end. <gasps> All right. So, was it an adversary? We better hope not. Not only so, were these drones or UAVs able to get within spitting distance of some of our mode, most advanced destroyer battleships without being detected in advance, not only were they able to remain identified yeah, tiny as shit. <laughs> after hours long close encounters with multiple different military vessels, but these objects did so just off the coast of Los Angeles. All right, so I, yeah, I guess I'll pour cold water on <laughs> Like that close to Los Angeles, there's probably two reasonable explanations, right? One is the government doing their shit and they just weren't telling anybody that uh, in the destroyers that they're testing their shit right who gives a fuck they don't care or two it's some um drone company in los angeles fucking around yeah those would be pretty logical answers for a nerd someone who's got (laughs) tape on their glasses or something i don't have glasses but the truth of it is is we all know that herbert made a deal with the grays a long time ago to allow them to experiment on our people and society as a whole. And that's why they were not allowed to fire upon these UAVs as they floated around taking pictures of our loyal servicemen. And what they don't tell you about these goddamn gray aliens is they have x-ray cameras. So when they take pictures of our loyal servicemen... Oh, man, they take pictures of their dicks? They can see their dinglings. They're taking nudes. And then they're selling them on the space internet that we're not allowed oh. to access. The space black, the space black market. Oh, you can only crazy. access the space internet if your pineal gland hasn't calcified, and the government makes sure we all got calcified pineal glands. <laughs> oh man, we're deep in this shit now. And Quick, let's end this podcast before we get canceled. Chemtrails or black, something too. Yeah, men in black show up to my house. They're gonna call you on the phone and say, "I'm coming to get you, Claudia." <laughs> I know you're home. I know you got home, and I'm coming. I'm gonna do stuff to you. 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna tickle your Can you imagine home. the stuff I'm gonna do? Huh? Can you imagine it, um, Claudia? <laughs> Claudia, can you imagine? Tell Are you me gonna you imagine, cook Claudia. me uh, steak? I'm my gonna steak dinner. Cut off your nipples and add them to my nipple belt, like Ed oh. Gein. <laughs> hmm. I'm gonna pass belt. on that. I'm gonna pass on that one, Ed. Nipple belt. Pass for me, Ed. This is a scary phone call. The nipple belt. Seriously, some guy called and said he's going to show up with coming up with all to a belt. I'm like, well, I'll be waiting. Yeah, but what if he's also knows the secret art of ninjutsu? Ninjutsu is bullshit. <coughs> now they can run on water and shit. Fuck off. I saw it. In a <laughs> run on no water. Yeah, they, not no Jesus. Only they, Jesus is only Jesus even, is running on water. I saw it in a movie. They even trained a white guy to do it. <laughs> An American ninja? Uh-huh. <laughs> I've seen that movie, too. Mm-hmm. And it's many sequels. Yeah, but have you seen American Ninja Warrior? I have. It's not very good. Ninja Warrior was cool long ago when like only two people had beaten it in Japan, and that was it. And it didn't exist in America, and it wasn't like fucking someone's PE teacher trying it and shit. You know, <laughs> we got legitimate athletes trying sometimes, huh? I know. I mean, it's like still difficult and shit, but it's just like so hype now. I liked it when it was just. That I one, fucking hate the American announcers. I want them. Uh, if, if they all died and it was just silent, I'd be fun with it. Just that one Japanese fisherman could do it. That was the best. <laughs> I climb on ropes. Was fucking, he's always climbing the rigging and netting and shit. He was hella good at climbing. He was like, Mount Fuji, I'll fuck you up. Isn't it Mount Midoriyama? It is Mount Midoriyama. You're right. Mount Fuji is a real mountain. Yeah, Mount Midoriyama is a real mountain, too. They're in the shadow yeah, of Mount Midoriyama. Like, like, uh... Oh, you mean Mount Fuji's like huge? Yeah. Yeah. Mount Fuji is huge. You can see it from like lots of places in Japan. That's cool. It'd be cool to be able to like wake up and be like, oh, oh, oh Fuji-san, Fuji-sama. And you salute him. Yeah. That's what will happen when we uh, all move to Elon Musk's Mars and work on his space colony. We'll be like, ah, oh, yeah. Olympus Sama. <laughs> Olympus Mons. That just means Mount Olympus. We already fucking, it's already in Greece. <laughs> no, it's not. Needs another name. <laughs> Fuck Mountain. <laughs> Fuck Mountain. Ah, shit. Sorry about the disappointing, spooky news, but it turns out the United States military knows about UFOs and they're in league with them. And they're fucking. For some reason, they want. They're out your, there slapping those booty cheek aliens right in their slappy booty cheeks. Yeah, for some reason, they want your semen or something. But some of the alien abduction stories I've read are pretty hot. So, like, if you get abducted and they're like, enjoy this hybrid human-alien sex woman, it might be pretty cool. Mm. <coughs> eh. So think about that next time you yeah. go to bed. <laughs> I'm going to pass. Well, you're going you're gonna to like it when you see it in Triple X, man. <laughs> We're the Shi'ar <laughs> Empire. We come to fuck. <laughs> Damn it. I was going to say the same fucking thing. <laughs> ah, shit. That's the end of the podcast. We can't top that. Uh, go to VHSCult.com. Listen to our podcast. Rate and review it. Give it five stars. Um, I don't know. Make it pop up on Spotify so everyone listens to it. And then, <laughs> yeah, everyone needs to know that the Shiar Empire is here to fuck. My name is Shiar Empire, and I'm here to fuck. I'm Gladiator, and my, the size of my penis is based on how big I think it is. I think it's big. Hell yeah, I'm ready to fuck my suit so tight. Oh, fucking white boy summer all the way. VHSCult.com. Hook it up. Let everyone know. I'll be, I'll be a catalog. 
cataloging. Cataloging. I'll be cataloging my journey through the white boys, the crazy white boys summer. So stay tuned. VHS Cult.